Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sandspence Radio, we've done more with less. So maybe we're not taking a break. Maybe we just needed to refuel. And the best way to refuel is with Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel is a monthly subscription service where you get at least $50 worth of geek-related items for as little as 14 bucks. So, I'm assuming you get stuff like a Scott Summers-shaped lantern, snow gloves made out of the coats of former Doctor Who star and national treasure Dan Aykroyd, or an actual Flintstone. Some really great items that you can use in your day-to-day life. Go to geekfuel.com slash sanspants and sign up today. Every box comes with an exclusive t-shirt you can wear or use as a makeshift mop, a poster to hide the entrance to your secret escape tunnel, as well as a Steam game download so you never have to be bored ever again. So do us a favor and head to geekfuel.com slash sanspants, and if you sign up with us this month, you get a special flash item. Who knows what it'll be? Maybe it's a lightning bolt to access the Speed Force. That'd be just swell. They ship anywhere in the world, so what are you waiting for? Just head to geekfuel.com slash sandspans to start your geek fuel journey today. And one more thing, we're doing another live show. So if you're in Melbourne on the 18th of Feb with nothing to do, come on down to the Eureka Hotel in Richmond to see your favourite boys and girl live on stage. Entries are just a gold coin donation, doors open at 6.30 and we start talking at 7. Not in Melbourne but still want to be part of the show? Just email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com with any shout-outs, questions or comments that you want us to read out during the show. Want us to break up with your boy or girlfriend? We'll do it! Think of this as a more public version of grade school. Sanspantsradio at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need pitching. Today, we're looking at our ideal Boba Fett films. Before we get started, mm-hmm. Boba Fett or Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Boba? All right. Boba. All right, then. Settled. Um, so, I think has, at the time of this recording, uh, has it been rumoured or confirmed that they're going to get Boba it's, Fett? I think it's pretty much a given. Yeah. They it's have to. heavily rumoured. I don't really know why. Like, yeah, my question is, do you want one? 
Not really. Uh, I'll be. I'll. I'll Depends see on what it. they do. The, the thing is, that the character Boba Fett is such a blank slate mm-hmm. that it really could go either way. Like that's true. In terms of like, oh yeah, a space bouncy hunter film. Like, sure, great. But like, based on the Boba Fett that we see in the movies, he doesn't do very much. True. Yeah, at all. He's so a like, shit bouncy hunter. That sure guy. Is. You know, I like the idea of the film opening with the Sarlacc pit and then like the hand coming Ugh. out. And no, thank you. Go from there. But that's <laughs> that's about it. I don't know. See, I personally, I don't want a Boba Fett film. I don't. I like. I like. I, I think the character is just very uninteresting. Like he dies like a dickhead. I mean, sure, I, he saw his father get killed, um, but that's because his father Django brought a, like a blaster to a lightsaber fight, and he dies like a dickhead. And like father, like son, they just both die like dickheads. And I just, I don't care. And you think about who your Boba Fett is. He's a bounty hunter. That disintegrates people. I know. He hunts Wookiees and he wears their fur. He's not a good character. And I, they're going to find it hard to redeem him in any way, shape or form. And I don't really want to follow the story of a villain. You know, any interesting bits for Fett is maybe what he does after his dad dies and how he becomes a bounty hunter. <laughs> You know, because you know, think about it. Is that it. kind of covered in Clone Wars? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. See, I haven't you do seen see a child Boba Fett. He, I like that in, even as like a 12-year-old, yeah. he's just a shithead. Yeah. yeah. Such a shithead. Oh, that's, that's he's a little brat. Oh, see, but he's like capable. Bad. He punches out Obi-Wan oh, well, right. as a 12-year-old huh. in prison. Okay. Huh. Okay. Because it's, it's interesting because with Boba Fett's character, he's more like, you know, what Anakin's saying, be like, from certain points, Jedi are villains. It's like, well, not from yours, Anakin, but from Boba's, definitely. There's actually, when you they reintroduce Boba, he's trying to kill Mace Windu. And everyone's like, why is he trying to kill you, Mace? I was like, well, I beheaded his father in front of him. And everyone's just like, that'll do it. Yeah, that that's, that, that's the extent of the conversation. That's they don't, fantastic. They don't like try to make Mace like seem like the good guys. Like killed his dad. Yeah. Kind of got it coming. Ah, fair enough. Because yeah, that, that would do it. Because again, I, again, I, what I've sort of done here is like I've written something, an idea for like a, spe- well, a skeleton of a spec script, really. That kind of I haven't watched the Clone Wars, so I haven't really seen this kind of stuff. But I'm guessing it kind of follows some of the same themes from what you're saying. But I don't know. To me. You know, there's, there's a, the potential is interesting sort of um, stuff there with Boba. And, you know, we could get a nice look at the guy who sees his father everywhere. Because he sees his dad constantly. And not just that, but he sees his dad potentially getting killed constantly. So whenever a clone dies, he's watching his dad die. Yeah, so there's okay. some really interesting psychological damage that's been done to Fett to make him... Maybe somewhat of a more sympathetic character by the time we really see him in in, in a new hope. And kind of himself as well, because he's a clone too. Mm. Empire. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, he wasn't really in the original trilogy. You know, you've got a lot to play with, as you said, Gabe. And, you know, you you can kind of fill in those blanks. But for me, there's really no redemptive arc for him unless you sort of vilify Han in particular. And to a lesser extent, the Jedi's, which is something you could easily do. So, here's this thought. So, if Han and Boba Fett films were uh, maybe just parallels of each other, but each with the other as the protagonist and antagonist, I mean, that could be interesting if they're going to go down that route to be like, hey, look, this is the Han Solo film and Boba Fett's in it. And like, oh, this kind of stuff happens. Then the Boba Fett one gets released and you're like, oh, hang on. Oh, it's almost the same storyline, but the bits that we don't see Boba Fett doing it's like um, we kind of see over here. And the two like, Clint oh. Eastwood films are yeah. Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima. Yeah. Like so you could, two different perspectives. So yeah, you could I like do it. something like that, but you know, like, I kind of don't like that, but it could be interesting. I don't like it. I want to say that right up front. Hmm. So, for me, you could have a story that focuses on youngish Boba Fett. 
you know, during the Clone Wars in particular, you know, a young kid having to get by, you know, you see the war through the lens of basically an innocent that's been fucked up by circumstances. You know, he, you know, he has a personal vendetta against the Jedi and he's emotionally scarred by every clone trooper that he comes across. He either, you know, he sees his dad getting killed in battle over and over again, or he's seeing his dad and may- maybe, you know, they just don't recognize him. Or he sees, like, the, the, the clone troopers and he just doesn't want to go there because, you know, they remind him so much of his father. You know, again, that could be very emotionally scarring for a kid. You know, that said, you know, what could be cool is we have, you know, young Fett, um through the through the Clone Wars being, you know, haunted by the death of his father and seeing, you know, everything through his perspective. You know, things happen that are bad for him. You know, throw in an evil Wookiee that almost rips off his arms, you know, to really colour his perspective of what he thinks that race of beings do and are, which is sort of why, oh, he doesn't like Wookiees because of that. Okay, I'm starting to understand why he's a bit more of a dickhead. And maybe give him give him a quest. So, so I have, I have two ideas, and I want to really focus on one because one is very like left field, which I might touch upon at the very end. But I want to tug on this little little thread for a bit. So, so give him a quest, uh, and I kind of kind of end it with um, you know maybe finding the la- finding the last clone trooper. But his main quest really is again like what they've done in Clone Wars, just to kill Mace Windu. Like that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean he only does it for one episode, and then he gets straight to bounty hunting. <clears throat> yeah, see that's not good. Mm. So um, to, to me. Looking at, like, finding the last clone trooper is an interesting sort of thing you could really throw into the Star Wars universe because there's a the bit of a confusion that the prequels made, which flared up again when Finn, uh, being a stormtrooper, uh, was uh, like the identity of the, the stormtroopers in A New Hope. Um, we originally, when we first saw that, we were like, oh, yeah, they're conscripts. And the prequels happened. Everyone's like, wait, were they conscripts or were they clones? What? And then when we sort of first got the, the, the screenshots of um, A Force Awakens... And there was a black stormtrooper. A lot of white racists lost their shit. Uh, Fun fact, uh, go on Twitter and search for Boycott Star Wars 7 V11 uh, and just have yourself a time. Just all one word. Just have yourself a time. Have a look at it. It's it's just interesting uh, that people are saying these things with their face attached to these things. It's something you'd expect you'd want anonymity for, but they don't. So anyway, have yourself a time. Uh, and some of the outcry was basically, I'm not racist, which is always a good starter of a sentence, but I'm not racist, but all the stormtroopers were one guy, so, you know, you can't have a black stormtrooper because I'm white and how can I relate to a black man? Which was great because, you know, the actor who played Django, not white. Not white. Mm. Maori. Exactly. You know, Maori actor, you racist fucks. So... In 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 the in the cartoon, and I, and I must confess, I haven't really seen Clone Wars, and I'm about halfway through season two of Rebels. But they answer sort of some of these questions concerning clones in that they age rapidly, which is cool. This is a cool idea. So Boba Fett, scarred by the war, and and, the, and this is something we can sort of really delve into. Actually, showing the Clone War on the big screen and seeing, you know, what the fuck is even happening with, like, this whole thing. Like, episode three comes across, you know, comes around and we have in the opening scroll, like, there are heroes on both sides. Uh, and look at this sweet robo-villain with a heart who also hates Jedi. And we're all like, what the fuck's going on? Heroes on both sides? What are we even talking about? So you can potentially address some of those gaping holes in the narrative, particularly in a Bubba Fett standalone film. Because at this point, Bubba isn't a villain. He's a kid. He's a kid, and from his perspective, has been fucked up by the Jedi a lot more than Anakin ever was. All the shit that Anakin goes through, he's got nothing on Fett. Oh, they didn't like me and Padme being married. Killed his father in front of him. 
fucking assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, they killed his father. They're using the clones of his father also to fight the war for the other side that Django was on. That's like they gave, they sort of engineer a family for him yeah. with the clones only to die. Yeah. Right. That's fucked up. Well and fucked again, up. and they send wave upon wave, I'm assuming, of clones to their deaths. So can you imagine, you know, him seeing a clones trooper get decapitated? Plus, if Boba, you know, picks up arms, you know, for the separatists and he's killing his own father? I mean, what's he going to do? Like, if that was the path he was going to take. So, you know, I want to really give Boba Fett an arc and that arc being one of wanting revenge to not getting it and then then finally acceptance that maybe the universe of Star Wars is just harsh and cruel. So we start with the Battle of Genosis. So we start at that sort of battle where, you know, Django does get um, killed and we're just thrown right in there. So the lightsaber and the monster fights are happening in the background and in the middle of it all, we're just focusing on young Bubba. You know, and he's holding his dad's helmet and his dad's lifeless corpse is just there before him and we get this voiceover, you know, something like, I never really liked my dad not because of the, you know, not because of this reason, not because of that reason. Kind of go into a bit more. I'm like, not because of this, but because he died and he left me alone in this Star War. No, no, no. Just, he <laughs> left me alone. Um, you know, he's looking at the helmet and he kind of looks up and this kind of flash of purple which reflects in his eyes. And then it sort of changes to what he's looking at. He's looking at Mace Windu, just doing his shit. Smash cut to, you know, maybe the streets of, uh, you know, Maybe he's training, or maybe it's another world. He's got the access to Slave One, so he can go anywhere at this this point. So I would say maybe three years later, maybe a little bit less, basically before Revenge of the Sith um, happens. So just that little interim between Episode 2 and Episode 3. He's getting by, he's doing his thing, he's got determination, he's got a fucking target, he's got a goal, he's got a purpose. So the first act is the Clone Wars. You know, we're delving into that. We're seeing how this, you know, this, how this world operates. We set it all up, you know, while the Jedi and Separatists are fighting, the rest of the Republic is, is feeling the pressure and the consequences of this war that we don't really get to glimpse. So young Bubba, you know, is he a bounty hunter? Probably, probably a bounty hunter, making a living um, because it's all he ever really knew. And, and, and you know, so that's what he does. Like, he's, his father was a bounty hunter. He grew, grew up with that. He knows bounty hunters. So it's like, all right, I guess that's what I'm going to do because that's the world I know. So he stayed out of the war because, again, have that idea that he does not want to shoot his father. And maybe he's, you know, going to different worlds, collecting bounties, seeing clone troopers from a distance or seeing the dead bodies. And he's just trying not to let that affect him. Maybe he sees a clone trooper. Maybe one of them is like, Baba? And he's like, fucking runs. You know what I mean? Shit like that where it's almost like he just does not want to confront that at all. And then he gets some information. Maybe it's an older person who knew Django that has taken him under his wing. And yeah, something like that, because I'm sure Django would have had a lot of connections that Bubba would have known about, you know, or someone coming in telling him that, hey, the Jedis are coming to wherever they are. And maybe someone describes a Jedi that may or may not be Mace Windu. You know, something's happened, not sure what, but the Jedis are coming down, maybe with a whole bunch of clone troopers. And, you know, they're potentially led by the... Mace Windu's a general, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah so For some dumb reason, all Jedi are automatically general? generals. Good. Because yeah. they're not soldiers, they're peacekeepers. Damn. So they're all generals. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah it's fine. So they're all being led by potentially general, general Windu. So the older guy who knows Bubba, and uh, he can kind of, you know, be telling him, you know, don't go, you know, He's going to kill you just like he killed your father. You're not ready. You're too young. He's being very pragmatic. He's like, it's dangerous. You, you, you just, you're going to do more harm than good. 
But all that is doing is just making him want to go even more, and he's off. Then it comes to a bit of a cat and mouse between uh, uh, Bubba hunting this Jedi, who he thinks is Mace Windu, and in the background we again have that, the clone troopers, sort of their relationship with Bubba and how distant it is, which is sort of, you know, reflecting to be like, oh, look, he's distant with his dad. So, you know, we can have different worlds, different settings, new characters pop up, you know, all related to sort of his quest of killing Mace Windu. And here you can have some fun stuff. Again, like a criminal Wookiee who's, you know, basically like a mafioso type uh, who just has some information. I'm imagining the Wookiee with like slicked back hair. Yeah. (laughs) Shit, like talking like like a... A toothpick. yeah, toothpick like a doing like toothpick. a growl, but like an Italian growl. Don't know how <laughs> yeah. you could do it, but you could do it. Um, and he's like got some information that you know he's clashing with Bubba, and then then they can have you know a bit of a like, oh, yeah, that's why he doesn't like Wookies. You know, they you know maybe he smacks him in the mouth, or maybe he goes to you know, rip off his arm, shit like that. Something happens where he's like, uh, I get it, I get it, I get why he does not like Wookies, and all in you know, all of this sort of clashing. All this sort of chasing around, you know, this information gathering, he finally gets what he needs. You know, he's the Jedi has been chasing up. He's like, this is, this go here. This is where it's going to happen. Go to this location. So sweet. He gets there. Sniper rifle that because, you know, he knows. He knows that, you know, close up, he's fucked. He's going to die just like his father did. So he knows the best way to take out a Jedi Long range, so he's got a sniper rifle. So he's got the shot lined up. You know, this guy who, you know, vaguely looks like Mace Windu from a distance, you know, black guy, shaved head, Jedi robes. He's got him in the crosshairs, you know? So he's like, sweet, this is fine. I'm finally in a revenge. This is great. So he, you know, pulls up the gun, got him in his crosshairs. He pulls the trigger. And just as he pulls the trigger, a clone trooper walks into shot. Oh, no. And we just focus on Bobber to see his face just drop. And then we go back to scope and the Jedi's looked around. His green lightsaber lights up. And not only has Boba killed a clone trooper, which is his dad, he's been chasing the wrong Jedi. And this whole mission has been for nothing. He freaks out because now this Jedi is like, what the fuck's going on? So he hightails out of there quick smart, not noticing that the clone troopers are now fighting that Jedi. So we're talking, this is happening almost at the moment Order of Order 66, 66 right? Oh. So, and this is where the story could potentially be a little bit rushed. So, you know, he takes a comms call from his mentor figure, or the guy from before or whatever, and he's basically, he starts breaking down. Like, you know, like, he's done. He's killed his dad. You know, I've killed, I killed my dad, and the Jedi's a shit, and he's just, like, having this whole, like, fucking, I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. And the guy can be like, Jedi's, don't you, the Jedi's have fallen. Mace Windu's dead. You know, he tried to kill uh, Counselor, Chancellor Palpatine and it's, it's all over the galactic news, man. You know, there was a conspiracy of the Jedi. You know, your father was a hero for standing up to this. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, it's just the Jedis, man. They're, they're trash. And yeah, Mace Windu's dead. And then it's just like, hangs up. And now he's got like a lovely just shot of Boba Fett just sitting in the cockpit of Slave One with nothing to do. Jedis had gone. Mace Windu's gone. And he's got his dad's blood on his hands. So I like this idea of leaving Boba Fett with this idea of like you had a goal and it got completed, but not by you. And that sucks. So then, I mean, we could add more to this. And again, this is what I've sort of got. Very, very basic skeleton of spec script here. But we flash forward 
15 years later or something like that. An older Bubba, more in the uniform or the costume that we know. He's a bit more ruthless, a bit more battle-scarred, and he's clearly a man with a mission. And you could stretch this out a little, you know, have him talking to people. You know, he's looking for something. He's looking for a particular place or, you know, there are people like, you know, follow me, come here, come here. I know what you're looking for. All this kind of stuff. You know, either way, we eventually, you know, leads us to a very old-looking clone trooper just lying in bed, clearly on his last legs. You know, Boba Fett, you know, looks, takes off his helmet and the clone looks at him up and he's like, huh, I thought I was the last one. And Boba's all like, you are. And then the clone's eyes light up. Because I like this idea, this idea that, you know, the story of Django, and I know this might be a little wanky, but I, li- I like this idea that they all have this inherent knowledge of what Django did and, and that this is their son. So, you know, the clone can be all like, you know, I'm glad you made it out alive, son, or like, you know, I'm proud of you, son, or, you know, you've, you've, you've grown up to be, you know, like basically something really, like maybe a little bit contrived, but basically him being like, I'm proud of you. Um, and it ends with Boba just standing beside the last clone trooper, you know, holding his hand as the clone closes his eyes for the last time. And then we just end. Mm-hmm. Credits. So Bubba still remains somewhat of a villain, but it also makes him a little more human. You know, and it doesn't take away anything from the original trilogy. And more importantly for me, it doesn't vilify Han. Um, so yeah, that, that was like sort of my... Because when I really started looking into this, I was like, do I really want a, a, a standalone Bubba Fett film? And I'm like, that I, was I a much softer Bubba Fett film than I would ever expect. Yeah, and I think it that's... Was a, it was a very gentle Bubba Fett film. Hmm. Like, and that's what I was thinking if, if we're doing a route where we're doing something about Bubba Fett I kind of want it to be a nice standalone thing that kind of humanizes him that makes him a bit more of a okay so this is the young life of of a person that's really been fucked over by consequences I love the idea of him being like really traumatized by all the clone troopers yeah. and by the fact that there's that kind of bit of peace at the end there which is kind of him making peace with his father but also him making peace with mm. kind of all of that it's um yeah it's good and it still leaves a lot of room for when does he go off and become this kind of fucked up Boba Fett? Like, you know, we've seen the seeds of it, but we don't necessarily have to see, he doesn't necessarily have to be fully formed the very well-developed character who we meet in Empire. Like, he just, he, the big question, would you keep the same actor? Um, I don't know. I think potentially, I, has he done much in terms of acting as well? Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, he's not the, Tamora Morrison, the young Boba Fett. Yeah, the young Fett. one, young yeah. Boba, Oh, uh, he's he got to be too Boba old. Fett in Clone Wars, but... Yeah, I know he voiced him. Has he become a bit too old? So maybe I'd He's going to be, what, in his mid-20s now at He'd least. be our age, probably. Because he was... Well, when Attack, Attack of the Clones came out in 2002... He was a 10-year-old, which means he was a 13-year-old. Yeah. Which means he'd be... 20, he'd be yeah. 28, 27, something like that. Yeah, probably not the, the same actor then. Um, I don't know if he's an actor. Tamura Morrison, all the way. Yeah, so I can't pronounce his name. Tamura. Tamura, it's T-E-M-U-R-A. <laughs> yeah, Tamura Morrison. I'd keep him definitely for... Continuity. Like, continuity sake. And he's a good and actor as well. Amazing. One's yeah. Warriors. Oh my oh, God. God. Oh. Oh. So keep him definitely for the last scene in particular. Either as... Uh, definitely as the old clone trooper dying and even like a Michael Douglas-esque <laughs> Ant-Man style yeah. de-aged for the um, as he's lifting off you know, Bob is lifting off his own sort of um, mask sure for that mm. um, or even have that actor as the original Boba Fett in episode 2 but now he'd be a bit more older so maybe have him mm. sort of looking at his dad so then you don't have to do some CGI wizardry so you could just have that going on but I would maybe 
cut because you need someone young. You you need a, a, a someone who's like thirteen or at least looks maybe thirteen, maybe sixteen. Uh, uh, Bubba Fett because yeah. it needs to be this sort of young kid experiencing the world and I love this idea of him accidentally shooting a clone trooper after being so careful not to and almost having a breakdown as a kid would and as a kid mm. should because you see him in episode 2 where he's just holding his dad's helmet and he's very stoic yeah, yeah. and yeah. I kind of want that almost cathartic cry for him in Slave 1 you know surrounded by his dad's stuff in his like dad's armor to just be like, yeah. what have I done? When he was saying, um, when he like accidentally shoots the clone trooper, I just had this like a little idea for a little Boba Fett story, which would just be him going around killing clones mm. because they're the insults to him. Yeah, and that's the, another idea I did kind of have when it was sort of like okay, thinking about this. Expand it on it later because one it's a little little fun bit of irony. I was watching a New Zealand film two weeks ago called Tracker. Yeah. Which stars Tamura Morrison as a yeah. guy who's being pursued by a bounty hunter across New Zealand. <laughs> nice, good. By the bounty hunter played by Ray Winston. Oh, rather good film. Nice. All right. It's on S- it's on the SBS website. Nice, sick. But yeah, so I think that'd be really if you're gonna if you're gonna make it a dark, like it, and it depends what you want from a Boba Fett film. Like I would love this sort of almost independent style, um, very you know indie kind of flick to be like you know almost coming of age in Star Wars, <laughs> but. Horrible, horrible things happen. Yeah. Uh, but if you only wanted to go like a dark route, yeah, like have him being like, no, I'm killing those fucking troopers, those clone troopers, because they are abhorrent. They are, they, mm-hmm. they are an insult to my father's legacy and to me. You know, they're fighting for the fucking, you know, Jedi or they're, fight, they're, they, they're just a bunch of traitors or whatever he fucking justifies himself with. That'd be kind of a fun little thing. <laughs> oh, oh. If only. If only. I've got a Boba Fett. You got a Boba Fett? I got a Boba Fett. I was going to do a film, but when I started on it, I was like, you know what? I want to really ruin Boba Fett. I want to just take him to task. So I got a Boba Fett show. A Boba Fett TV show. TV show. All right. All right. All right. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> Sit myself strapped. So the series will start off very much like a TV show that I love called Justified. If you don't know what Justified is, it's a modern Western about a U.S. Marshal in Kentucky whose job is it is to track and hunt down fugitives. Mm-hmm. So we get to the Bubba Fetch TV show where it's about him having to track down and hunt fugitives okay. initially. So the first three episodes is sort of like a bounty hunter battle royal. Multiple bounty hunters, guys like IG-88, Bos- oh, what's his name? Boss? Bosk? The lizard. Oh, creature. yeah, that yeah. guy. Others are all competing for the same prize, the same bounty. Mm-hmm. And we track and we follow with Bubba the most. He's our guy. So this is pre... This is A New Hope okay, time. Okay, cool. All right. So across these, like, say, three episodes, that's a good, good mm-hmm, story arc. Mm-hmm. The, the fugitive change hands a bunch of times. So one episode, IG-88's got him. Other episode, Bubba's got him. He escapes from Bubba by tricking him. <laughs> Bubba's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> gets with Bosk, tricks Bosk, ends up falling back into Bubba's hands, and Bubba gets the prize. Bubba gets the bounty, takes him in. Fun little romp to start us off. Mm-hmm. This successful bounty gets the attention of the Empire. This, this Boba Fett guy. We know, we know he's around, because obviously we keep records and shit, but you know, he's pretty useful. Mm. Let's try and... Let's send him a message, see what's up. So Grand Moff, like whoever replaces Tarkin, because someone oh, yeah. has to, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'd have to. High-ranking that. Imperial guys yep. like... Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, come here, chap. Now, no, Mr. Fett, we've got a very, very, very secretive and selective bounty for you to collect on. There's this old Mandalorian warrior who's giving us a lot of pause. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything yet but we're really worried about him. We want this to stop being a problem before it's a problem. Okay. Take out this Mandalorian. Mm. And we get instantly from Boba that he knows what this Mandalorian, this guy is familiar to him. And flashback. A few years. We get a younger Boba Fett wearing Jango's armor. It's all shiny. It's still got the color of it. Mm. It's a bit too big for him. It doesn't fit him quite right. It looks Mm. a bit loose. And he's observing this, like, Guy, some scumbags are loading up a ship to take some supplies somewhere, something like that. Jumps down, fights him, takes him out easily. Turns around, there's a guy in war-torn Mandalorian armor staring at him. He looks at each other up, and Boba Fett gets his ass handed to him by this Mandalorian. <laughs> mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. takes him to school. Really kicks the shit out of him. Boba wakes up not too much later in a ship he doesn't recognize. And the Mandalorian, who I don't have a name for him yet, so I'm just calling him the Veteran. Yep. Good. Veteran's like, yeah, I recognize you. You're Django's kid. Listen, you can't wear that armor and fight like that. That's pathetic. It's an uh. insult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've heard Fucking about Mandalorian you. pride. Oh, I've yes. heard about what you've been doing, and that's son. If you want to go kill yourself, that's fine, but don't do it wearing that armor. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, you don't know anything about me. I'm a great warrior. I'm a genetic representation of the greatest warrior to ever live. He's like, yeah, I knew Django. Django was a whore. Django had <laughs> talent out the ass and just sold it. He's pathetic. He's like, no, he was a warrior, greatest warrior. They built an army out of my dad. They built an army out of your dad because they paid him. Yeah, yeah. He was a pathetic disappointment, and you are too. Uh, yeah, that's really good point, actually, about the Mandalorians and mm-hmm. about Django to be like, yeah, fucking, he can sell himself out. Yeah, and Bob was like, oh, maybe, I, oh, fuck you, man. I don't even know who you are. He's like... I'll show you who I am. And Bubba gets a mentor. He starts training Bubba, teaching him how to fight properly, how to track properly, how to really, really teaching him the core values of Mandalore, the ancient warrior culture from which his armor comes from. And some time passes and he gets to do, they get to, you know, chummy, but not, it's still very master apprentice Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. it always is in Star Wars. Yeah. And at a certain point, the veteran says to Bubba, look, you know, I've been training you for something greater. This, these odd jobs we've been doing, these little bounties, these little mercenary work, it's fine, but we're bred for something more than this. And I've got something more than this, and I want you with me. Boba, not convinced, doesn't really fully connect to this guy yet. He doesn't 
want it. He's still torn between his dad and his new father figure, the veteran. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he abandons the veteran hmm. and goes off in his bounty hunting ways. Okay. Back to main time. He's hunting the veteran. Sick. Imperial, Imperials want this guy. And for the next few episodes, he tracks him and he finds him. He's like, I'm bringing you in. He's like, I doubt, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, you're it's not, not going to happen. Nah. And they fight and it's closer. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett still loses. Yeah, yeah. And now he's just fucking angry. He's losing everything. He can't go back to the Empire because he's failed. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the bounty. So now the Empire wants Boba dead. Mm. And he can't really process that right. So he starts Empire doing bounty. So he starts doing like lesser bounty work, like really <sighs> shitty stuff. And this is where his reputation as a brute comes from. Because now he's pissed. This is where the disintegration happens. Oh, yeah. This is where he scalps the Wookiee. Okay. This is with angry Boba Fett. But it gets too much for him. The Empire is just hounding him now. Okay. They want him because he's failed. They failed his very secret mission. Yeah, yeah. Stop this uprising on Mandalore. Ah. So, Boba, with no one left to turn, goes back to the veteran. Kneels and like, I'm, I'm your man. I'm in. Please help me. Yeah, and yeah. I can help you. And he's like, welcome aboard, son. And they start... A little bit of a revolution on Mandalore. It's a rebellion, but not the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Mandalore looks out for Mandalore. And it's going pretty well. Until the final, like, run at the throne room, something like that. Big target, that sort of deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian troopers find themselves surrounded by stormtroopers just out of nowhere. This wasn't meant to happen. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. They all get gunned down. The veteran doesn't understand. And Bob is like, sorry, man. Fuck you, Bubba. <laughs> I had a bounty to collect. I'm collecting it. And then veteran's like, the hell you are. <laughs> then they fight once more. And it's violent and bloody. Helmet's off. Mm-hmm. Missile's gone. And <sighs> Bubba wins. Bubba beats the veteran. Takes his battered and bruised body to the Grand Moff. Throws him at his feet. Pay me my fee. <sighs> then Bubba gets in Slave One. Flies off into the galaxy. Hunt another day. Fucking awesome. That's a good first series. And that's a... I think that works better as a film than a TV show, man. I could show, do man. a film as I well. could do a film. I think... I mean, I get the idea things, of, like, like, I like Case to... of the Week. Yeah. Mm, but, mm. like, at the same time, like, for that story alone, that's a great Boba Fett standalone film. That's a fucking great Boba Fett standalone film. Mm. Like, you know, I don't... I, I actually think you weaken it if you stretch it out over a TV series. Yeah. Like, I like, just make that a film. That central core story absolutely is a film. Yeah. For, for sure. But I, like... Everyone has been waiting for, like, the Boba Fett. We want to see Boba Fett bounty hunt. We want mm-hmm. to see him actually be tracking and This hunting. actually shows why he's a masterful bounty hunter, because he mm. goes through that much to collect a bounty. Because what does this say about his character? It says he's willing to go to ridiculous lengths mm-hmm. to collect the bounty of, like, you know, creating this whole fake revolution scenario. But on top of that, this guy who, like, raised him, who was probably more of a father to him than Django was, mm-hmm. he's willing to fuck him up, too. I like, like that's the best of both it's worlds. Great, it's great. Mind. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a really solid idea, and then all it also does not, again, it doesn't vilify Han, and it doesn't start <laughs> off with, you know, he he has an arc, and you kind of think he's going to do well, but then no, nah, fuck. Yeah, so like as of- you were saying, Boba Fett has to be a villain. Yeah. I hate the idea that people think he's an anti-hero just because he's a bouncy hunter. He's a shithead. I know. He's yeah. constantly a villain. He's a bad guy. And this way, if you said it in this sort of pre. Uh, uh, episode four time is that we can, or during episode four, we can have this sort of fun with him, like, is he a villain? Is he a hero? What are we doing? And it's kind of like he has these glimmers of being a hero, but then not. 
he doesn't. And it's a really nice little twist to be like, because I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, how does he turn away from having an uprise in Mandalore and being to his, you know, strong Mandalore pride? But then, of course, no, no it's, just, it's just a ruse to him to collect on his bounty. And that's kind of a really nice way to flip it around to be like, okay, I understand now. I understand this character a lot more. And I've been rooting for him the whole time. And it hasn't been that bad because, you know, we're going through his emotional journey as well, where he's becoming this brute, he's becoming this sort of savage, he's using disintegrators, he's scalping Wookiees. We're like, oh, Jesus, this isn't good. But he's like, oh, no, he's turning back from his ways. Okay, cool. Now we're going, nah, nah. And it's a nice little arc there you've got going. That's really fucking cool. And I, if they do do something like this, I really do hope they sort of do that or something like that to kind of really put it in a time frame where it's like, yep, definitely this is happening prior to episode four that'd be the best way of doing it so um, i also have another idea which was kicking around uh which is my preferred idea until i started writing like, actually i could make a kind of a sweet upper bubba fed film is to sort of start it off after episode six so just after return of the jedi and there's rumors so we open up on like a bar like a cantina type thing where it's people being like you heard bubba fett's dead like he's dead ding dong ding, ding dong. dong the witch is dead, is dead kind of shit and like being real happy about it and then just to have someone kick a door in <laughs> wearing Bubba Fett's arm you know in Bubba Fett's arm and kick him in and just like start shooting and they're like shit he's back but he's missing so like ah oh, he's ba- what <laughs> and then then that realisation that it's not him and then we sort of follow this idea of this sort of bounty hunter who's just using the, the Bubba Fett's armour or the Mandalorian armor and using the name to be sort of mm. like his own bounty hunter or his own, you know, cash in on that sort of popularity and sort of keep that Boba Fett myth alive so people are more kind of frightened. And for me, for some reason, I'm like, comedy. So we go into a wacky comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it sort of reminded me of um, your, your script for Saw at the end of the film, Everyone's Jigsaw. So now in the end of this film, everyone's Boba Fett. Everyone has their yeah. helmet in the drawers. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea of, you know, here this, this new sort of person having a, it looks like a wife and kid. Um, almost like the Ant-Man, kind of what I wished at was, to be like, where's at, where's the alimony? Like, kind of thing, like, give me the credits. you got this kid. Like, God damn um, But I like that idea. You could, you could play this for serial. They probably will. No, no you're not going to get a comedy in Star Wars, you sons of bitches, as much as I want it. Mm-hmm. You could play this for real as this, this very straight, this person being like, I, you know, starting off, in the in the in the Mandalorian armor, pretending to be Bubba Fett and going through all these trials and tribulations to then finally becoming his own man and his own bounty hunter. And I like the idea of doing this after episode six, before episode mm. seven, and all those problems that we had with episode seven to be like, what the fuck is happening in this universe can be answered in the Bubba Fett standalone film if we're sort of doing it through that sort of lens. You could do that. Could be like the antagonist of Han's film. Because mm. Han's film said it after Return of the Jedi. And he's like, hey, Han, Boba Fett's back. What's the fucking word with you? He's mm. like, no, 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 no. He can't be back. He he's be back. Even, yeah. And then you can just take all the plot points from Gabe's Obi-Wan film, put it in this. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, good. So I think Someone's just leaving Internal plagiarism. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, yeah, Chewie's yeah. getting really antsy. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie's just shaving just in case. Like, he's, like, I'm not, he's not wearing me. I'm not that. a Wookiee. <laughs> Who said I was a Wookiee? I am a human. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Look at me. Duh. What do you reckon he looks like under the fur? What do you reckon a bald Wookiee looks like? Probably like an ape. Like fucking yeah. cut. Yeah. Have you seen like a bald uh, yeah. chimp? Yeah. That. 
No, that sounds horrible. It's impressive. It's nothing but muscle. It is nothing but muscle. You and look because at it, the humanoids it, yeah. say, look, it's human muscle, he's like, oh, you'd beat the fuck out of he, me. He's laid look that up. You dumb monkey. Fucks. Yeah. Learn to drive a car. Yeah. Look, what's this? It's fire. Have you discovered? Oh, oh God, they've discovered fire. recently, God. apparently, the orangutans, I want to say, or at least certain apes, they're entering their Stone Age. I am very... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I <laughs> happily welcome our monkey overlords. Me too. They're going to be great. They're going to do a bang-up job. Oh, cool. I like, yeah, I like, you know, eating bugs. That's great. <laughs> Why not? But I really like the sort of the three ideas we've sort of pitched, or well, two and a half ideas. No one's gone, like, opens with hand out of the Sonic pit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I should start with. <laughs> because I hate it. I hate it. I yeah, hate, I hate it, so it so much. This... I fucking hate this idea to be like, no, he was so cool because mm. he didn't say anything and he needs to survive the Sonic, but no. No. He dies like a dickhead to Han because Han is rad. Don't cheapen that awesome moment of Han. There's Don't. so much bending over backwards to accommodate Boba Fett as a cool character. For like for my story, I draw on Mandalore quite heavily. Yeah. But the only reason Mandalore exists is so other characters can wear Boba Fett's armor. Mm. Yeah. That's it. It's that's the, the entire armor. purpose. That, that's it. Like he's he's cool armor and not yeah. much else. It is so like, cool though. He's got like the very, visor. It's very cool. Oh, the jetpack. Mm. Yeah, why give Jango Fett the exact same armor? Because it was like, oh, we might as well just have Boba Fett in this film. And it's like poetry; it rhymes. Doesn't, yeah, sure thing, George. Sure fucking so, but thing. I, I do. I if if the one thing I, I, I would hate, I would absolutely hate, if we get the standalone Boba Fett, and it is that, if the opening image or like the opening uh, 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 setup of this thing is on Tatooine of a Salak pit of a hand reaching out, hand I reaching think out. Yeah. I would fucking hate it. To me, that is. Too much fan servicey mm. to me. That is too much of because uh, I did that in the extended universe as well, didn't they? Yeah, they like, did. Yeah, he yeah. called out. Oh, terrible. And then this is this idea of. Like, well, I think he turned good at some point. Uh, as well, yeah, no. Don't do that. Just I like they know. ruin Loki by doing that, and they're ruining they ruin Boba Fett by doing. Yeah, that. like I, I, I don't know who they is. They're not the same. They. No, I acknowledge that. Other people make stuff. Might be the same thing. Might be <laughs> Disney. Disney. Um, but yeah, I, I think having. Boba Fett trying to make a hero out of him after episode six is a bad idea because why would you ever want to follow that? Like, why would you want to tell this story? Because I don't know about you. I don't like following villains. Like as much as I'm like, yeah, villain. But like in terms of a storyline, you know, you don't want to follow. Yeah, the, I like the villain winning sometimes. Between anti-hero and villain. There's yeah. a gigantic yeah. difference. Like, and I, I think, and, and Boba Fett is such a villain, even though he doesn't say much, and even though he can have a lot of liberties because he, he isn't that well developed. There is still a lot there that no, no, well, no. That's the, the fun of him is that he's a blank slate. But it's yeah. like it's it's. I actually do not envy whoever has to make the Boba Fett film because you look at it and it's like, okay, so the fact of it is, it's either you fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, you fucked up Boba Fett. And it's like, well, there wasn't actually that much to fuck up. But the character, somehow the character has this weird place in Star Wars lore where even though he does nothing, everyone's like, Boba Fett's the best. And I was like, he literally does nothing. He's- the only time you even see him in action, he dies like a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind Certainly of it. Does. And, you know, so you've got that element. Or then it's like, but then like on the other hand, it's like, yeah, it's a blank slate. So you can kind of do whatever you want. But if what you whatever you want isn't fucking awesome, yeah. then it's like people have projected this badass figure because he's such a blank slate. Yeah, like if you, but I don't know, it's a, you, it's a tricky as soon proposition. As you give, you never live up to like hmm. the cool ideas yeah, people yeah, have yeah. in their heads about Boba Fett. As soon as you give Fett character, you ruin Fett. Yeah, yeah. as as much it. as I do enjoy the story I came up with, and I do enjoy it because I'm a champion. Damn right, it's it's ruining Boba it's Fett. Yeah, it's giving he's, him backstory. It's giving him character. It's giving yeah. him 
a moral compass of some sort, but it's... Well, he's already kind of got all that yeah. thanks to episode two. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, we... Thanks, what we, Yeah, thank you. Because it rhymes. Uh, so we got this idea of, of him being that disintegrator, being this thug, being this... So brute, being this person who kind of does scalpookies, that kind of shit. And that's, that's kind of cool as a villain, not as a hero. Not as your protagonist. Not as your... No, um, definitely not. Like, you can't have him starting off... Like, you, I just... I, I implore everyone who's going to be involved in this, please don't start this off after episode six. I implore you because that you can't... Be the worst don't decision. redeem this character. Because he... Even, like, even... I have the issues with Star, Star Wars is all about redemption. Even, like, Anakin gets redeemed. And I'm like, he shouldn't. Like, no. sure. He killed children. Like, 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 everybody- I still love that in The Force Awakens, it's that lightsaber... Mm. That same that lightsaber that murdered those children. children. That murdered yeah. dozens of children. Children, by the way, which get character in the Clone Wars. Oh, good. They're oh, adorable. No. Like, uh, in, the, in The Force Awakens, you know, when uh, she gets like drawn to it and you hear this girl kind of screaming or something like that, mm. or you hear some like little girl like sounds. Apparently, that's her. Like, yeah. I, I just, like, when I first saw it, I, saw it, I honestly thought, oh, it's the screams of all the Jedi children that that lightsaber killed. Of course. Makes so much sense. Because <laughs> that, that lightsaber can do both good and evil. Um, I think most likely with the Boba Fett film, they'll end up doing what I was toying with when I was writing like the spec Boba Fett film, which is they'll remake the good and the bad and the ugly. Okay. And he'll be one of those. He'll probably be the good because he's popular. Which is yeah, a shame. Which is a very make shame. Make him the anti-hero like Clint Eastwood was in that film, because people have always compared him to Clint Eastwood, and they're not going to shy away from that because it's money in the bank. Well, that's mm. the thing, but and that's going to be and that's a disappointing thing. It's the safe option. I won't be disappointed. I'll see it. I'll be entertained. But uh, it depends. It depends where they. If and I'm dumb. Don't do what I expect. <laughs> it depends where they set it. Like if they do that right, episode four, I'm fine. If they do it. Even during the Clone Wars, like I like the idea of a young young Boba Fett. I, I love this idea of really playing with the psychological damage of seeing your dad everywhere, but that's not your dad, uh, and him being like killed or aging and that kind of stuff. And even even seeing your father die before you, and seeing these clone clone troopers die before you, and not just seeing your father, but seeing yourself, um, which is something I, I didn't even really touch upon. But you, yeah, it is. You can't mention that game because it is himself. And, and yeah, even yeah. even because he's he's facing his mortality every fucking moment, and that's something that you know we as sentient beings love to do, which is like we're ignoring our own death because <laughs> we can. Mm. It's good. It's over there somewhere. Fuck it. I don't want to deal with it. But for him, it's fucking front, right, and center. It's just right there, and he can't get away from it. And that's gotta turn him into something of of what you sort of done, which is this sort of brute, this sort of character who can just wouldn't even care about death. Because he's so steeped in it, really, when you start really thinking about it. Because for him, it's everywhere. For him, it's, yeah, it's another clone trooper. I just think he lends himself to being a sort of nihilistic character. Yeah, really he, well. Like, base impulses, that's all he cares about. He cares about killing, he cares about fucking, he cares about getting paid and enjoying himself. Because yeah. he's seen his brothers and fathers die a million times. Yeah, and, and that's something you could really delve into and be really cool. Absolutely. But just not after episode six. <laughs> he dies in the Sarlacc pick. Sarlacc pick. Sarlacc pit. It. With a T. Yes. <laughs> and and I think that's the best way of doing it. And and if you do anything else, it's sort of really not just it cheapens Han. Like if you if you, if you survive, that's like it cheapens Han. It cheapens episode six. It cheapens the Sarlacc pit. Like why did Boba Fett survive and the other dickheads not? I mean it's just. 
if you set up a monster that is going to just be what he Jabba has as as, as his sort of like torture device or his um, death sentence, it just because if Django can survive that, why can't anyone else survive that? So not Django, Bubba. <laughs> well, he's the same fucking dude. He literally is the same fucking dude. He sure is. So I just, I really, really hope that we don't get him escaping from a Salic pit because yeah. the the story of Bubba Fett should. Start, you know, should end, start and end with a, with a Salic pit. Maybe not start, end with a Salic pit. And that's your sort of base end. These Anything are the rules. Else? Nothing after Jedi. Yeah. So make him a good guy. Make him sort of competent. Not super competent. Cause but make him competent. I like him being sort of shitty. Yeah. That's a running theme throughout. He's still in the Clone Wars. He's still pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah, As a yeah. bounty hunter, he's not very good at it. Yeah. But that's because he's 12. That is true. I do like the idea that uh, in, 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 in Return of the Jedi... The reason why he's so shit, he's probably because he's a little bit tanked. Like, he's that, he's that, he's, you know, he's just handed in Han yeah. Solo. Like, how long ago? How, what's, the, what's the time difference between it's like those? Like, three years or something, like three, isn't it? Yeah. He, hasn't lo- he hasn't left. He hasn't moved. He's basically. Well, you see him, like, with the girls and, yeah. like, you know, doing his little thing little and everything. So, That's something that has to happen. He has to bang a Twi'lek. Good. Yeah. So, you know, he's handed in Han. He's like, sweet, I got my bounty. And maybe the bounty's probably huge. He's like, fuck this. I'm just going to like just party on this fucking... Yeah. Uh, um, this fu- palace seems like palace. a lot of fun. It would be an absolute debauch. <laughs> like, I think yeah. you get bored eventually, but there is so much fucking going on like, in that place. So he's had fucking and drinking yeah. and just a jolly old time. So and every like three months or so, someone falls in the Rancor pit. Oh, fucking entertainment. Sick. Yeah. You could kill one of those pig guards. Eat for days, have a blast. And every oh, now and then sick. you get to go out on the barge and look at some sand. And have a, like, that's like a beach party on a floating car. Yes. Exactly. Throw some people in the Salic pit. What a time. So that, that could be, be like funny. a thing. Just throwing people off the, yeah. off the boat into yeah. the sand. Be like, fuck you, buddy. Jump a party <laughs> life. Woo. Or have it set in that three year period where it is just like Jabba's Palace Wacky Adventures featuring Boba Fett. <laughs> Because Just remake The Wolf of Wall Street with Boba Fett. Yes. Because Instead you of could... three years in Jabba's palace, Boba and Jabba doing lines of space cocaine. <laughs> Off a of Twilight's ass. Yeah, uh, here's an awesome. important question. I've been thinking this, because even in the Clone Wars, in the kids' show... Twi'leks are still strippers. Are they just the galaxy strippers? Is that yes. their entire function? Isn't yes. Hera one of them from, Clone, uh, from Rebels? I haven't seen Hera. Rebels. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's a, a Twi'lek, and she's not a stripper. She's a pilot. Not yet. She's a strong female <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yet, um, yeah, you could do really something interesting there with a with a th- three year gap. I yeah, guess, absolutely. If, if you really want to sort of push that, and maybe he becomes well, that's an interesting one. It's, it's a sort of idea of well, I, I don't know the backstory between. Was there a backstory between the Boba and Han? Nothing talked about. Nothing, no, talked nothing about. specified. Okay, could be. Because you could have this idea that I mean, uh, Han, that was they know of mission. each other okay. clearly. Because before he dies like a bitch, mm-hmm. Chewie says Boba Fett, and Han's like <clears throat> Boba Fett. What? Where? So he knows what at least what a Boba Fett is. That's true. I and I always kind of got the impression it was almost personal for Boba. Same. So so you could almost have him. Here's an idea: have him in Boba's Boba's palace, no, Jabba's palace. Um, Almost, yeah, wasting away those three years because you're right. He's he's getting out of shape. He's and frumpy. Sort of getting out yeah. of shape, getting frumpy. But you, you sort of this would never work. But <laughs> almost this psychological delve into this character study of Boba Fett and who he is once he's got his bounty. Because yeah. if you can kind of like really harp up and really, I can uh, see the opening the of the film yeah? here. 
It's like the opening of season three of House of Cards. It's just Boba Fett drunkenly stumbling over mm. to Han and Carbonite and Jabba's wall and just mm. pissing on him. Yeah, yeah. Drunkenly pissing on him. Because, <laughs> like, what, do you, what does a character do, or a bounty hunter, what does he do when he's got his bounty? You know what I mean? Because, like, he's... In, in essence, you could really build it up to be like, yeah, this was his thing. You, I, in reality, you might just go back to being bounty hunter, but he's kind of like, no, I'm, I've, Han was my last score. Like he was it. He was it. Like he was maybe the reason because at this point he's what forty, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's forty odd. Oh no, thirty um, odd. Because he's twelve-ish. At the time of Jedi. Twelve is the time of um. Yeah, at the time of Jedi. How old is he? Or oh, time of clones. He's, he's born ten. roughly. He's born with the clone army, so that's he's ten, ten at the time. So he's of born at that time of Phantom Menace. How much? He's born at yeah. the time of Phantom yeah. Menace, so that's so, thirty years before New Hope. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's late thirties. So he's late thirties. Yeah. He's probably getting on a bit. He doesn't want to kind of maybe he wants to give up the bounty hunter life, and maybe that's it. And this is like his retirement plan was getting Han. Sweet, got Han, and now yeah, what does he do? And maybe he just becomes like a like a personal enforcer of Jabba, and yeah, and then maybe it ends with him being thrown in the Salak pit, and then you kind of have this nice little story. Of Boba Fett in 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 uh, Jabba's palace. Boba Fett, king of hedonism. Yeah, there you go. Hard to do coke through the helmet. <laughs> He'll find a way. Oh, uh, there's so many ways you could really fuck up this story. <laughs> Hopefully uh. they do none of them. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Gabe. And I've been Tom. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed our, our, our ideas of Boba Fett. And if you guys have an idea of how your ideal uh, Boba Fett a film uh, email them in sanspantsradio at gmail.com love to hear uh, thoughts and opinions and if it starts off with Bubba Fett reaching out of a salic pit uh, stop and just don't and um, that, that break we're not taking that are we I, yeah I, I don't think so uh, okay. so we're back yeah right good we never left how you doing <laughs> it's almost like we never left <laughs> Want to hear more of our bullshit? Why not check out some of our other great podcasts? Just head to sanspantsradio.com to see the virtual smorgasbord of quality entertainment you can download and maybe enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.